Hello, insiders, and a very pleasant good afternoon to you, wherever you may be. This is your host, Ed Wilkinson, coming to you live from the modern KVOI broadcast complex here in Tucson, Arizona. Bruce is on special assignment and will return in a few short weeks. Today marks the 627th day of the 15-day Flatten the Curve. Thank you, Dr. Fauci, for bringing us to the never-ending story. More importantly, it's the sixth day of Hanukkah and the uh, sixth day of Advent. This portion of Inside Track brought to you by Corazon Cabinets. Now is a perfect time to call Corazon Cabinets and get a jump on that next home improvement. We've got Christmas right around the corner, and there are no supply chain problems whatsoever at Corazon Cabinets. They are stacked to the rafters with beautiful cabinets ready for your home. Call now. Well, not now. Call Monday. Speak with the design professionals from Corazon at 488-2266. Joy and Allie will be able to take a very good care of you and give you something you'll be absolutely proud of. We're starting off the show today uh, with our uh, special guest, Tiffany Shedd. Tiffany is running for Arizona Attorney General. Tiffany, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Ab? Doing well. Hey, give us a little background on yourself. Well, I am an uh, Arizonan. I live, I'm actually calling to you from Eagle, Arizona. Uh, and uh, we live on a fourth-generation farm. I went to University of Arizona, um, go Wildcats, undergrad, degree in education, and I uh, went to University of Arizona Law School and uh, have practiced law since 1994 natural resources, business, and uh, the fun stuff is I'm actually a shooting instructor and uh, coach youth shooting sports and um, have gotten to, you know, do a lot of fun things with that. And the not-so-fun part of my background is I live on, I currently live on, one of the most infamous uh, cartel trafficking routes. Wow. So you talked about shooting sports. I saw in your bio that... um you do SCTP. What the heck is that, and why is that important? Well, it's Scholastic Play Target Program, and uh, it's a program that Arizona Game and Fish has uh, basically built through AmmoTax, and it's one of the largest shooting programs in the state, and we run one of the uh, largest shooting programs under that in the state. We have a shooting range. We donated 160 acres so kids in Pinal County have a place to shoot, but What's really important about that is I am a firm believer in the Second Amendment, but rights are only as good as we teach the next generation to responsibly exercise them and appreciate them and stand up for them. So for over 15 years, my husband and I have been teaching the next generation of Americans why the Second Amendment is important and how to be responsible in exercising it and brought up um, a new generation as safe shooters. So when you're teaching these kids, what are you finding out? Is there anything that sticks out to you? Absolutely. Uh, The overarching part is a lot of times in society now, um, we treat children that they need to be bubble wrapped and they can't be responsible and, and they can't handle anything. And I do think that when you safely hand and a, a child that, I mean, we, we have very strong safety measures in place, but you look at them and you hand them a shotgun for them to shoot a, a, a clay pigeon for the first time. You look that kid in the eye and you say, look, I am trusting you to be responsible and to be able to handle this. 
that we just don't do that with kids anymore. Uh, we do it a lot in agriculture with kids, but I think that we aren't giving the kids in this country enough credit, and we're seeing the um, the the outpouring of of lack of critical thinking, lack of our trust in them, and literally raising them to be responsible, engaged Americans. The wussification of the next generation. Yeah. So. But it, yep. So, (laughs) absolutely. Okay, so you brought up the Second Amendment. Uh, I'm going to bring something up. If you could get rid of any one of the amendments, which one would it be and why? Ooh. Um, You know, here's the kind of interesting thing that was bandied about once we, you know, got the Constitution in place. And I think all of the amendments are important. However, the part about the amendments that I don't care for is that we really shouldn't have needed them to begin with. If you look at the original document of the Constitution, everything we didn't get give to the federal government, the 17 enumerated powers, belongs to the states and the people. And the founders argued that if we didn't write some really important ones down, um, an over-aggressive federal government would take them away from the people. And the others argued, well, if we write them down, they're going to think that that's the only ones we have. And I think that we're at a point in this country where um, the left thinks that those are the only constitutional rights we have, when in reality, the default is we have all inherent rights, and the government only has the authority we've given it given to them. So that brings me to my next question, which you're uh, pushing on right now. Article 2, Section 2 of the Arizona Constitution, what is the stated purpose of government? All political power is inherent in the people, and governments derive their just powers from the consent of the governed and are established to protect and maintain individual rights. And because of that, God bless Arizona, right? Exactly. So what does that mean to you as a soon-to-be politician? Well, it means to me that, um, you know, my job as the Attorney General in particular, this is why I love this office, is to make sure that Article 2, um, Section 2 is front and center. First of all, we are seeing a government, both on all levels, that has forgot that they get their power from the consent of the governed, and we the people are the governed. And I don't know about you, Ab, but I haven't consented to an awful lot of stuff that the Biden administration is pulling right now. And so I look at it as my job is to protect the individual rights and actually the physical safety of all Arizonans and, uh, and to push back, to sue where we need to, to try to um, use the influence of the office to educate people, to push back, to use the bully pulpit. And that really should be front and center for everyone because, the, you know, this isn't a conservative uh, idea. This is a idea that protects everyone, regardless of whether your ideas fall on the liberal side or the conservative side. It's, it's where justice, it's the thing that separates our state and our country from every other country that's ever existed in the world. And it is the absolute nugget that we have to protect. And um, as your next attorney general, I will do everything in my power to make sure that we remember that the people have the power and government doesn't. I've never worked for the government as a lawyer, and so I realize how crushing they can be to the private sector and individual rights. You know, you've had a successful career, 
you're really busy now. What the hell are you running, especially now? Because I love this country, and uh, I love being an Arizonan, um, you know, and we've been here four generations. My family was here before the territory, and I've been incredibly blessed. I I admit, as an Arizonan, I've taken it for granted. I didn't realize that we could lose so many freedoms so fast, and I want the next generation, I have three children, um, I hope to have grandchildren, that they will have the same opportunities to build businesses, to raise their children as they see fit, to worship as they see fit, and just have this amazing state be what it is so that they have the chance I had. And I could. I could take my cookies and go home right now. But, you know, I do believe that at the end of your life, you regret what you didn't do. And my daddy used to say, if you're not saying no, you're saying yes, and I can't look my children in the eye on my deathbed and say, you li- we used to live in a great state. We used to live in a great country. But you know what? I was too, too busy and, and doing my own thing, so I didn't fight for it. So sorry, kids. I can't do it. Okay. We have two minutes left. Um, everyone agrees that this last election was a shift show. And as Attorney General, what can you do to secure future elections so that everybody feels comfortable with the process. Not necessarily well, the outcome, but the process. And I think that's the most important process we have as a republic, and that is to make sure that the laws are enforced. Our election laws are laws, not suggestions, and they need to be enforced in a transparent manner so that people know that they are being enforced fairly. Also making sure that the Attorney General's office um, defends any laws that the state legislature is passing to make sure that it is difficult to cheat or to commit fraud or anything that would sway the elections. And, you know, I will prosecute anyone on any side of the aisle that thinks it's okay to cheat or, or be fraudulent in the election, as well as making sure the attorney general is really ramped up during the election process, this registration actively voting and after that when we have poll workers and they have questions whether it's just you know weird stuff coming in that they're they're not wondering and we're not throwing ballots in that we're not sure about that we have a really robust system um, for education for helping our poll workers for enforcing the law and to do it so transparently that we never see this again yeah thank god hey we've got about one minute left what are your top three priorities the border uh, protecting people from the federal government and uh, just making sure that we have our individual liberties protected. Tiffany, thank you. How can people find out about you and uh, donate to your campaign? Uh, they can go to shed for A Z S H E D D, like the building in your backyard, but fancy with two D's, F O R A Z as in zebra.com, shed for A Z. Dot com and I uh, hope they check it out and would love to have your listeners vote and support. Hey, Tiffany, thank you very much. That's all we have time for right now. Thanks for joining us, Mr. Producer. Let's go to our first break. When we come back, Robin Stoddard from Right Flight. I'm proud to welcome my good friends at Tucson Iron and Metal Retail to Inside Track as an advertiser. Jamie Kipper and her staff are conservation experts. They sell round and square steel tubing, metal plate and roofing materials, as well as new and used steel, aluminum, and stainless steel. 
to ranchers, artists, interior designers, roofers, and do-it-yourselfers just like all of the listeners here. Tucson Iron and Metal Retail is open Monday through Fridays 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. and Saturdays 8 a.m. to noon. Tucson Iron and Steel Retail, 701 East 36th Street. Call 520-209-1576 or go to TucsonIronRetail.com. And when you do call, mention this ad and receive an additional 10% discount on their already great prices. Essential Pest Control leaves bugs belly up with science. You mean you don't use a shoe? No, we use the latest in technology and innovation to eliminate bugs, termites, weeds, and more. No spray cans and lighters? None of that. Only solutions that target insect biology, using chemistry to help protect the environment, people, and their pets. Huh. Essential Pest Control leaves bugs belly up. Call 886-3029 or visit EssentialPest.com. I'm Eb Wilkinson with Imus Wilkinson Investment Management. I don't ever want you to be dependent on government ever again. I want you to become financially independent. You will never, ever have to depend on socialist security for your survival. We are here to guide you to financial independence. That's imuswilkinson.com, 777-1911. That's 777-1911. Welcome back to Inside Track. This portion of today's show brought to you by Eric Rudin and his professional team at Essential Pest. Now's the time to have him come over, check out your house or business, protect it against bugs and critters, and also put down that essential pre-emergent treatment for your yard to prevent those big leafy things that are growing when the winter rains come. Call Essential Pest at 886-3029 so they can safely help you. Joining us in studio right now is Robin Stoddard. Robin is a uh, was a top fighter pilot in the Air Force. He had three combat tours in Iraq, two tours in Afghanistan. He was awarded the Bronze Star and the Medal of uh, the Air Medal in Afghanistan. In 1986, Robin started Right Flight, a nonprofit corporation using aviation to motivate kids to do better in school. Robin, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Ev. It's great to be here. Hey, what prompted you to motivate kids with flying? Wow. Um, one of the reasons was uh, when I was a young captain in the Air Force, I would take leave and fly for missionaries down in Mexico and uh, land on a little uh, dirt trail near the Sierra Madre Mountains, and we'd help out uh, some Indian families. And I saw how excited kids were about airplanes. So I went back to a uh, school in Tucson, Arizona. I said, hey, if your kids do better in school, I'll let them fly airplanes. And the teacher was, or the principal actually, uh, was very intrigued. And she could have said no, and it never would have happened. But she said yes. And 1986, since then, we've been flying kids in Arizona and other states. And probably 40,000 kids have been flown. So that's basically the start. You said, I want to help kids. Yeah. And uh, the other thing is, this is a earned program. The kids have to sign a contract in triplicate with their teacher stating what area of schoolwork they're going to raise their grades. And they also have to pass a history of aviation test. And the neat thing about that is it goes into the history of aviation in our country that starts out with people with uh, no college education, the Wright brothers making an airplane goes to people like Jimmy Doolittle from a broken home who was beat up as a kid who goes on to win the medal of honor in an airplane 
or the famous story of the Tuskegee Airmen or other aviators who overcame great obstacles. So every one of our lessons is about kids or people in aviation that overcame great obstacles to fly, but they had the joy of flying in their heart. And that's what we try to transfer to as many kids as possible every year. What's this cost the kids? Uh, well, the cost of the kids is nothing. Our, the cost of us doing a program for a kid is about $250. Uh, the more kids we fly, it goes down a little bit because our overhead costs just to get things going, uh, obviously insurance uh, and uh, and where we live and, and work out of, you know, whether we fly 10 kids or 100 kids, those costs remain the same. So the more the kids that get involved, the lower the costs go. And we have some great sponsors locally, Shelby Hawken, uh, Susan Bring, some others uh, that... Uh, are really helping us out. Healy Family Foundation, uh, Hillman, uh, those people help us fly as many kids as possible. Today, if you had any Tucsonans looking up in the sky and looking up and seeing a Cessna, there's a fair chance that Cessna was being flown by an 11-year-old kid from Wright Flight. Wow. How many kids do you guys fly today? Uh, 13. Uh, we've flown about uh, 60 in the last few weeks. We're going to fly another 40 or so in the next few weeks. Every kid has to earn the right to fly. Tucson Unified School District, Vail School District, Marana, Sarita, we uh, try to have kids from all areas uh, come in, and, and we have a great group of volunteer pilots that are just amazing, um, and they help us uh, fly these kids. Does Wright Flight own any of their own airplanes? Yes. Uh, right now, we have three airplanes. Uh, we're out at the Tucson International Airport, and uh, we have two Cessna 172s and a Cessna 210, but we have a great cadre of pilots that just like to bring the joy of aviation to these kids, so probably have another 10 or so volunteer pilots with their own planes. Any accidents? No, uh, thank the good Lord. Uh, you know, I think uh, it's amazing. We have uh, the Wright brothers were from a Christian home, and, and their, their father said, never uh, go ahead and invent the airplane. No one's ever done it, but do whatever you do for the joy of the Lord. And so the Wright brothers never flew on a Sunday, so Wright flight has never flown on a Sunday. But for since 1986, 30,000-plus uh, flights, we've never had an accident. Of all the students you've flown, have you had any just phenomenal successes, success stories. Uh, uh, so people, you know, we talked about the all walks of life. Uh, we've had blind people earn the right to fly, blind kids, because they had to take the same test, they had to pass it. Uh, we've had kids with muscular dystrophy. Uh, one kid was the uh, Aaron. He flew more than any other kid because he kept earning additional rights to fly, even though he's confined to a wheelchair. And then uh, a few years ago, we had a young lady, Jessica, she was born without arms, and we taught her how to fly just using her feet. So uh, she earned extra flights, and she went on to get her pilot's license. And she flies airplane without use of hands. She uses her feet for everything, radios, uh, ignition, throttles, etc. Wow. You have a letter there that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, it's uh, uh, last uh, spring we started flying kids again because COVID shut us down like everything else for a while. And this mom sent this letter to us, and she just said, hey, thank you for keeping Wright Flight up and running. I, I participated in Wright Flight in fifth grade 25 years ago. Then I started teaching in the Vail School District eight years ago, and I started running the Wright Flight program. So she got the opportunity to do Wright Flight and then teach Wright Flight to her fifth grade students. And she said Fly Day was always her favorite day, just seeing the joy on their faces. When a kid flies an airplane for the first time, you see how hard they worked, and the joy is just amazing. And then she goes, uh, this last Saturday, April 17th, this was just this spring, <clears throat> I got to watch my own son participate in his fly day. His father went to jail in November 
And on top of everything else that this last year brought, losing his dad for an uncertain amount of time just crushed him. Bright Flight was a saving grace for both of us. It was a motivator for him to work hard and something positive for him to look forward to. It was also amazing for me because it gave us something to bond over and forced me to take the time each week to spend with him on studying and talking about what he had learned. And so his, her son blossomed even though the father was in jail because of Wright Flight. And we have hundreds of stories like that through the years. And he go on to be commercial pilots or uh, military pilots? We have uh, military pilots. Uh, we had a young girl today at our fly day. Uh, she, I happened to fly her 11 years ago. Now she's getting her private pilot's license. Another young lady, I remember, uh, she did Wright Flight and now she's an assistant manager at an airport. So. Uh, not everybody goes into the piloting side of aviation, but others go into the mechanic side or the air traffic control side. Uh, one of our pilots said, hey, if you get a kid involved in aviation at a young age, they're too broke to do drugs. <laughs> okay. So you get kids involved in something like your uh, previous guest said, something that makes them have a sense of responsibility and discipline. It's amazing how they bloom. And now we have pilots uh, all over the country that has started in right flight. Wow. Any chance of uh, expanding right flight to different areas? Uh, we're always open for that. We were in seven states at one time, and we really had the uh, COVID shut us down. And the other states that we were in, uh, they're just getting back in touch. Uh, we're starting to ship out notebooks to other states. Uh, any of your listeners that they have a grandson, uh, grandkid, 11 years old and up, uh, they want to get their kids involved, our website is just like it sounds, right flight, right as in Wright Brothers. W-R-I-G-H-T-F-L-I-G-H-T, org, And you can ask for information from there. We have a great staff that helps uh, send out information. Uh, we help over a thousand kids a year and we only have one and a half paid staff. So if we don't get back to you in the first 48 hours, just try again. Uh, we're trying to keep our overhead costs down so the money goes to the kids. And we're so very appreciative of any donations. And this time of year, you can also go to our website and some of the schools use Right Flight for the tax credit. So if any of your listeners need a tax credit, dollar for dollar tax credit, uh, they can go to our website. There's information there. Or even uh, more interestingly, uh, large donations, a thousand above, uh, we have a local foundation that's gonna match half of that. So if you can give a thousand dollars to Right Flight, uh, we got an extra 500, give us 10,000, uh, extra 5,000. So. We just got a uh, donation today from someone that heard about that and uh, is doing it. So uh, we appreciate all the support in the community. We've had some great support throughout the years and uh, we hope to continue. So if you have a business, uh, Russet Air Conditioning just gave us a nice donation. Uh, any businesses, we try to honor at our fly days and uh, all the parents and grandparents show up and they're happy to support the businesses that support their kids getting in an airplane and coming back with a big smile on their face. That's great. So dollar for dollar tax credit. It's actually a 50% per dollar tax credit. Oh, 50% oh, the dollar, Sorry, dollar for dollar tax credit, and then a 50 cents per dollar if it's a straight donation to Right Flight. Okay. Yeah. And, and the, the dollar for dollar tax credit is limited, I think, to like $400 per person. So if you wanted to give more than that, and uh, you got a special listener out there that loves aviation, he probably wants to give more than that, Eb. Right? Hey, I, there's no doubt. Yeah. So now, rightflight.org. In the remaining minute and a half that we have left, so you were were you still active duty when you were running Right Flight? Yeah, I started it when I was a captain uh, in the Air Force, and then I moved to fly F-16s, A-7s, and the Air Guard. And so the early years of Right Flight for 1986 through that time, and then uh, I flew my last combat mission in Afghanistan when I was 50 years old, and uh, it was intriguing to run Right Flight from Afghanistan. 
you know, but uh, it was still fun. That's great. Mr. Producer, it's about time for our break. Robin, thanks for being here. When we come back, uh, hopefully we'll be joined by senior economist Stephen Moore from FreedomWorks. We'll be right back. Thanks, Ab. Customers come first at Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus. What other kind of customers do you have? So our biggest customers are actually like ranchers and people from outside of the Tucson area. They're buying a lot of square tubing. They're buying a lot of stuff for their ranch to close off fences. We'll sell anything from 10 feet to 10,000 feet to somebody that comes in because we have new steel and surplus steel from steel mills. The reason we're able to get such good pricing on some of this stuff is A, we sell scrap to the mill. So... Uh, we have a relationship there and then we can buy material what they're making bringing it back and so we save on freight and we have relationships for years with them so i think that's really our niche market we'll sell whatever you need tucson iron and metal surplus call 209-1579 stop by the yard 701 east 36th street open monday through saturday essential pest control leaves bugs belly up with science You mean you don't use a shoe? No, we use the latest in technology and innovation to eliminate bugs, termites, weeds, and more. No spray cans and lighters? None of that. Only solutions that target insect biology, using chemistry to help protect the environment, people, and their pets. Huh. Essential Pest Control leaves bugs belly up. Call 886-3029 or visit EssentialPest.com. Ask not! What your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Wouldn't it be great if political leaders could create that country again? Learn how to do exactly that, one family at a time, with Imus Wilkinson Investment Management. Call me, Eb Wilkinson, imuswilkinson.com, 777-1911, 777-1911. Welcome back to Inside Track. Uh, hang on, do we have Steve on the phone? All right, we'll get Steve on the phone in a minute. While we're waiting for that, Robin, we were talking to Tiffany earlier about uh, what amendments you would get rid of if you could. Do you have an amendment that you would get rid of? Wow. Uh, not sure, Ab. I, uh, of course, I love the Second Amendment and the First Amendment, and uh, I know that some... Uh, I, I'm not quite sure. Okay. For me, 17th. Yeah, and I, and I and that's one dealing with the senators. Is that right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think there's a really good reason that uh, that was a bad decision or bad change in our in our country's constitution. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's go on further about right flight. Any fun experiences that you've had? Oh, it's neat to see um, the joy <laughs> when a kid takes over the controls for the first time. It is amazing, and then. Uh, this one pilot came back one time, and uh, it's kind of a fun story. He said he had two, he was flying two girls. We fly usually two at a time. And they swap from the front to the back seat. And this young lady, when she was doing the flying, she just screamed with delight, "I'm flying! I'm flying! I can't believe I'm flying!" And and her and her friends just started uh, <laughs> screaming with joy. And it's just neat. that's great. It's just neat to hear. <clears throat> Excuse me, that's great. Hey, we have Steve on the phone. Great. Listen, now, welcome back to Inside Track. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends Jamie and Gary Kipper from Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus. They have some of the best surplus steel materials in stock now 
ready for your next project? Call Jamie and her steel pro Craig Beach at 209-1576. And joining us now is Stephen Moore. Steve is a FreedomWorks senior economist. He communicates FreedomWorks' vision for a pro-growth economic agenda to grassroots activists and media nationwide, as well as conducting original economic analysis. His columns have appeared in outlets such as the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Times, the Weekly Standard, and National Review. He's also a frequent guest on Fox News, and I had the pleasure of meeting Steve and introducing him at a FreedomWorks event here in Tucson just a few weeks ago. Steve, thanks for joining us. Uh, Thanks for having me. Great to be with you. Yeah, and I understand you do a radio show before ours. <laughs> yeah, I have been up in New York. So, uh, but anyway, I hope you're having a great uh, weekend there in Tucson. Having a great week here. Uh, it's it's nice and warm. Hey, um, couple of questions. Uh, Senate Democrats voted unanimously to fire unvaccinated workers. Senator Roger Marshall of Kansas attached an amendment to the federal bill that would have banned the implementation and enforcement of all five biden vaccine mandates what the hell's going on well this is just you know uh first of all it's bad for the economy it's it's terrible for individual health care choice you know whatever happened to my body my choice right and the left by the way isn't it ironic that the left when when uh, trump was president they said oh we'll never we'll never trust a, a uh a vaccine, and now the Biden's president. You know, everybody has to support the vaccine. And if it weren't for double standards, the left would have no standards at all. Uh, my belief on the on the vaccine, by the way, is that it's uh, it is safe, in my opinion. I think people, adults, should get vaccinated. It's, it's your own choice whether you want to or not. But I think it's in your health interest to get vaccinated. I'm going to get my booster shot next week, but I I think it's outrageous that Uncle Sam should force people to get vaccinated or they can't work in this country. Yeah, they've got, uh, they're getting rid of firefighters, police, teachers. Yep. They're getting into the front, getting rid of the frontline doctors that were involved in this from the very beginning. Yeah, it's just, it's very, very uh, disheartening. And it is, as you said, it's, you probably were, have been reading our Committee to Unleash Prosperity Outline. We, we said today that it was just really outrageous that all 50 of the Democrats in the Senate uh, including your two senators um, there in Arizona, um, including Kristen Sinema and um, your other dingbat senator there in Arizona, both voted for this, you know, mandate requiring people to get vaccinated, which I think is, as I said, um, I'm pro-vaccination, but I'm not, I'm not in favor of whatever happened to health care privacy. Yeah, and here we are having to disclose our health care privacy when we go into a restaurant if we're in New York. Yep, yep, yep. And so, uh, you know, that's a big problem. We, we got the jobs report that came out yesterday. It shows, you know, we've got good, healthy job growth in this country. Uh, that's good as we come out of the pandemic. Thank you, Donald Trump, for the uh, for the Operation Warp Speed and this vaccine that, uh, that liberals said wouldn't be available until 2022 or 23. But, um, you know, the big problem right now is inflation in the economy. Uh, wages are up 4%, but inflation is up 6%. That means people's paychecks are shrinking. And, um, that means that the most important thing we need to do is make sure we don't pass this three to four trillion dollar debt bill. Um, by the way, I think you know that they're using financially fraudulent accounting in oh, this bill. Absolutely, explain that to the listeners, please. Well, I mean, where to begin? I mean, first of all, uh, the uh, they're using ten years of revenue to pay for five years of spending. Um, which can you imagine as a company doing that, saying, "Oh, here's our ten years of revenue, here's our five years of outlays. We're running a surplus. I, I'd be out of business." 
Yeah, you'd be out, not not only would you be out of business, they'd throw you in jail for financial fraud. There, this is a financial fraud of the highest order, and perpetrated on the American public. Um, they're not counting the real cost of all these uh, new entitlement programs they're creating, and it's just a sham. And uh, and then on top of that. You know, they, they, their numbers don't add up even when they use fraudulent accounting. So they have $300 billion of additional deficits. Um, and so uh, I don't understand how anyone in good faith who cares about our country could vote for a massive spending debt bill. And don't forget, we'd also have the ta- highest tax rates on our small businesses, successful small businesses in the world. Um, and, and look, I think that uh, Kristen Cinema should make a big case out of this i mean i thought she said she didn't want to strangle our small businesses with taxes we're going to have in, in some states the highest tax rate will be up above 60 percent it's the oh highest God. in the world yeah just give your money away you know you talked about the four trillion dollar spending bill uh and you wrote that it's likely to be stalled until 2022 and we've got pelosi and the brandon administration trying to steamroller this thing through congress yeah. before right. anyone's had a chance to read it <laughs> That's right. That's this is what, what, it's 2,486 pages long. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I've tried to read through. I've read through a lot of it. Even I haven't made my way through it. I guarantee you no member of Congress, none of your uh, you know, congressmen or senators in Arizona have, have read this bill. Nobody knows what's in it. Nobody knows what it costs. Nobody knows what its long-term economic impact will be. And yet we're ramming this thing through. Don't forget, folks, they already passed a $1.9 trillion uh, blue state bailout bill back at the beginning of the year, then the $1.1 trillion Green New Deal bill, which they call an infrastructure bill. Now they've got $3 trillion on that. That's $6 trillion. That's six so far. Times, six times as much money as Barack Obama spent when he was dealing with the financial crisis. These people are insane. They're, they're, I mean, is the intention to bankrupt our country? Yes. All this massive debt and spending and taxes and, and money, print, money printing. And anybody who thinks that this is going to, I mean, I love Joe Biden saying the best thing to do to fight inflation is pass my Build Back Better bill. It's, first of all, it's not Build Back Better, it's Build Back Broker because it's going to broke, you know, bankrupt our country. But if anybody actually thinks that spending and borrowing $4 trillion more money is going to reduce inflation. You know what? I, I'll tell you this. Uh, you probably think Al Gore invented the Internet, if you think that. So. Oh, and also Love Story was written about him. Hey, um, you know, let's get, back to, let's get back to inflation. One thing they don't talk about, you know, they're saying inflation's up 6.2%. Okay, let's take that at face value. Uh, what they're not talking about, energy is up 30%. Meat yep. is up 11.9%. To be, and, and by the way, bacon's up even more than that, especially with California outlawing pig farms. Um, you've got tobacco up 8.5%. Now, I don't smoke, but we did have a tobacco farm back in Kentucky. <coughs> and God help you, if you need to buy a used car or truck, those are up 26.4%. Now, if you're selling a car or truck right now, now's the time. Uh, but if you're buying, you're screwed. And yeah. the good news is, that airline fares are down 4.5%, but who really wants to fly with all those restrictions in place? Well, that's right. You know, when I was out there in Arizona, when we met uh, was a few weeks ago, you know, I paid, uh, you're saying airline uh, fees are down 4.5%. I sure do. I'm not seeing that. I mean, and every flight I get on is completely packed and and you're charging top dollar. 
Uh, and, and you're exactly right about you know the cost of tra- the used cars and the rental cars are incredibly expensive. You know, sometimes you're better off buying a new car. Except, guess what? People are now bidding above the sticker price for cars because there's such a shortage of them. So we got real problems in this country. Wow. Hey, um, we are now 627 days into the 15-day flatten the curve, and yet the Democrats still want us to mask up and force us to get vaccinated over and over and over again, even though the masks provide no protection whatsoever, best case. You, you wrote Florida has the lowest case rates in America. Why does this scare the Dems so much? Well, they hate Ron DeSantis because DeSantis is the best governor in America today in terms of, you know, the job creation, the, the uh, number of people are moving out of states like California and my home state of Illinois and New York and New Jersey, all the liberal states. People are moving to well places like Arizona, but they're also moving to Texas. They're moving to Florida. I think Florida is number one in terms of um, importing people. You're, you guys are right up there. And by the way, I want to do a little congratulations to your state legislature and your governor for um, passing that tax cut, which I think is just superb. I think it's an awesome thing. And, uh, you know, uh, Arizona now is, uh, you know, back one of the lower tax states. You know, with that with that education initiative, it, it raised your taxes to one of the highest in the country. So well done. Uh, the Republicans did a very nice job on that. You want to make Arizona competitive, and raising income taxes is not a way to do that. Absolutely. Um you also recently praised Michael Bloomberg. What were you thinking? Michael Bloomberg just did something amazing. He gave, I think the number, well, over half a billion dollars, I don't remember the exact amount, for education vouchers and uh, you know charter schools and more choice for parents, which is exactly what we need in America. You've got one of the leading school choice programs in America there in Arizona. But, boy, there are so many other states uh, that really need that. Uh, you know, we just had to send our kids to the Catholic schools down the street because the government schools are just so hor- horrific now. You know, the, the ones that are controlled by the teachers' unions, they teach America critical race theory, that we're the most racist country in the world, that we're responsible for all the problems in the world. There's no discipline in the classrooms. Uh, you know, they're teaching all of this LBGTQ stuff. I mean, it's just if you want your kid to get a good, solid education with discipline in the classroom that makes them work hard and learns kinds of things that will benefit them for the rest of their life, now you got to get your kids, unfortunately, out of most public schools because they're not doing that anymore. And so why not give millions and millions of parents? Let's, let's just take all the money the Department of Education spends and give it to the parents so they can choose good schools to go to. I mean, I live in Washington, D.C. I'm from Chicago, Illinois. The inner cities in Chicago, Washington, D.C. are a disgrace, a disgrace to America. Nobody, nobody listening to this show would ever send their kids to those awful schools, many of whom, uh, many of the people who go to those, forced to go to those schools are minorities. I thought, I thought the left cared so much about minorities, and they condemned them to these horrific schools. So, uh, but Mike, uh, bravo to Mike Bloomberg, uh, you know, for doing that. And I don't always agree with Mike Bloomberg's politics, but in this case, I think he got exactly right. That's great. And with with more kids going to charter schools, and hopefully here in Tucson, I would love to see the TUSD system bankrupt and go under, and all those teachers that are forcing this crap down our kids' throats out of business. Comments? 
when you and I were together in Arizona, I mean, I think we talked about this, but, you know, I think that a good teacher is worth their weight in gold. And, you know, we should be teaching good teachers. We should be paying good teachers more money, but we should also get rid of bad teachers and bad administrators. And, uh, you know, that's what has happened here in Virginia. You might have seen that there was a big governor's race here. The Republican won on school reform. Give parents more oversight about what's happening in the schools what a what a concept yeah they he, he won in spite of the uh democrats best efforts to steal that election as well well uh, you know the main, main thing is he won uh the republicans almost won new jersey a state that they lost last year by 16 points so there's something big going on in this country i gotta tell you americans are rebelling against the left-wing big socialism lurch of the democratic party it is not your daddy's democratic party any longer it's not the party of jack kemp or bill clinton it's the party of the radical left joe biden is uh in my opinion i mean i hate to say this i never thought i would i think he's off to the worst start of any president in modern history in terms of the high inflation the border out of control the the uh, massive increase in the debt the uh the fact that crime is surging all over the country um it's it's a it's a bad situation right now for the country and it starts with you know, the leadership at the top or lack thereof. Hey, Steve, I think your car door is open. So, you know, I just think that um, we've got to, got to, got to, got to take back, you know, control of our schools. And and I I think the American people are ready to do that. I really do. Yeah, so I know that FreedomWorks has some sort of a program to teach parents how to take back control of that. Oh, yeah. FreedomWorks has a really active program. Um, to teach people how to run for school board. You know, the people who run the school boards now are people who are essentially bought and paid for by the, the teachers' unions. So, you know, the, the school boards are not independent. They don't speak for parents. They Even PTAs, even parent-teachers associations are now run by the teachers' unions. So um, this is a cool thing where we're training average Americans who are not bought off by the teachers' unions to run for school board because we've seen in Virginia where they're teaching, they've been teaching you know, uh, critical race theory and all of these bizarre left-wing theories um, that when parents get involved, we can we can we can make real change happen. You know that's the that's the whole point of this. You know that you don't just sit back and complain. Get active. Do something. Do something. Help us. You know the reason I wanted to do this interview is I feel so strongly about uh, Arizona. We need Kristen Cinema. And we need your other senator to vote against this bill. If they care about Arizona, if they care about our country, how could they? Why would they vote for a bill that's going to bankrupt our country? No, I absolutely agree. Uh, we talked about the rising gas prices uh, uh, out here in Arizona. Fuel has just about doubled from when Biden took over, and then he shuts down the pipelines. Then he. Uh, tries to get, or he helps Russia get their pipelines open. Now the Democrats are calling for suspending the federal gas tax? <laughs> you know, a number of Democrats want to uh, reduce the gas tax. I'm all in favor of that, but that's not you know, a long-term solution to our energy crisis. The, I think everyone knows what the long-term solution is. It's to produce American energy here at home. And I love people say, oh, we're going to use wind and solar power. Well, guess where the wind turbines are made? China. Guess where the uh, guess where the uh, batteries are made? Yeah, China. China. And, and all the guess mines. Where, guess where the solar panels are made? Yeah, China. Exactly. I mean, we're, 
you know, why we can, and then where is the nat, what, what, if we're not producing natural gas, you know what country will become the number one, number one natural gas producer? Yeah. Russia. Why are we doing this? Why are we playing into the hands of our adversaries? I mean, it's the dumbest thing. I, look, I'm in favor of doing whatever we can to promote American energy independence and to make sure we have the cleanest energy and, and environmental standards in the world, which we do. We don't want pollution. You know, pollution is down in America substantially. We've reduced our carbon emissions more than any other country. You know, and yet the, the left and Biden want to decapitate America's energy. Uh, that's going to lead to much higher prices, not just for the gasoline. Uh, now, you're there in Arizona, which is a you know beautiful, you know warm state. But in the Midwest, where I'm from, people are going to have, be paying 25 or 30 percent more this winter to keep heat their homes. And we'll probably see disruptions in service, you know, which is a real, uh, you know, emergency for a lot. I mean, look, I grew up in Chicago. It's four degrees below zero at night. Wow. <laughs> I mean, if heat goes out, you're in big trouble. Yeah. Why do you think the Biden administration is doing this? Uh, because they're they are they are captured by the cult of the climate change movement, and there's a cult. Um, we're not doing smart things. Uh, the, the, that cult is financed by the wind and solar industry, so it's a pay-to-play game. Um, again, I, we all want a safe environment, and we all want to make sure that we have reliable energy. But to think that we're going to have a, a country that is twenty-two trillion-dollar economy that produces everything from steel to cars to manufactured goods, to construction projects, to, you know, the leader in, uh, uh, you know, in um, technology. If you think we're going to produce all these things with windmills and solar power, come on. We only, we, right now we get about 10% of our energy from wind and solar. Maybe we could double that to 20%. Where are we going to get the other 80% from? And we don't have enough land to put all the uh, solar uh, cells on or the uh, wind turbines. Well, if you want to pave over the entire state of uh, Arizona with windmills, then you can probably provide less on Los Angeles enough energy. Yeah, yeah, that's just uh, one city. It's it's absolutely. Right. And then, what do you do with the windmills once they're out of commission? You can't recycle them. Well, good point. You know, what do you do with them? What do you do with the waste? Where are we going to get the uh, the minerals? That's the other thing. You know, we need the rare earth minerals to create to have the solar panels and the windmills and the batteries. And guess what? Biden won't allow us to um, mine for those, even though we have more of these than any other country. So now we have to import those as well. I mean, folks, this is not putting America first. It's putting America last. It's a radical agenda. It has to stop. Some, we have to have Americans, and especially people from Arizona, you're a key, key state, to, to tell your representatives and senators the, the path that America on right, right now is ruinous for our country. It absolutely is. Look, I hate to be a conspiracy theorist, but it's no longer a theory. They're out to ruin this country. Um, well, that, that might well may well be. I've, I've got to jump, uh, but I'm, I'm really so honored to be on your show. Arizona is a critical state. We have to keep America prosperous. We have to make America um, every decision we make. You know, I worked for Trump, and I, I didn't always agree with Donald Trump. I, you know, I, I, I thought that, um, you know, most of his decisions I agreed with. I think most of us now agree that what he did for our economy was incredible. Uh, people are appreciating that more and more every day, right, with Biden in the White House. But here's the thing. The decisions he made, even when I disagreed with him, I always believed he was putting America first and American workers and businesses first. I, I got to tell you, I'm not so sure this president is doing that. Absolutely not. And California right now is all screwed up, so much so that San Francisco wants to outlaw the term looting 
and they say that and they they say that we can't use that term because the looters are predominantly black or brown skinned. How racist is that? It, it's amazing, isn't it? It's it's just incredible that they would say something that racist that all looters are black and brown skinned, and therefore we can't use. Imagine if you and I said that. Oh, you know all the all the looters. They're just you know minority minorities and people of color and, and, uh, and we would be accused of racist but they say that and, and they apparently care about you know the minorities and and uh you know come on by the way the victims of all the looting and all of the crime in these cities are the very minority communities that you and i want to protect to the point that the uh, pharmacies are now pulling out of san francisco because they can't afford it anymore you've got the people that are doing the smash and grabs that get released immediately with no bail. Yeah. They just, All right, well, great, great conversation. Thanks for having me, and uh, let's do it again sometime soon. Steve, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Moore. Now, I want to go on a little bit more about that, and, and thankfully I've got Robin in the studio to bounce this off of. Robin, you know, uh, you've got, uh, you've got uh, uh, lending policies that were uh, being published right now, uh, that are going against uh, the veterans. They're they're getting you know trying to raise that rate on up to like thirty nine percent or or limited to thirty nine percent. And you've got people that just don't have the ability to go out and get loans. Yeah, I'm not aware of that. I'm not into the uh, the veterans loan program. I've I've got a uh, different loan, but I ha- I hadn't heard that. Ab, but so it's important that you get that information out. Yeah, in fact, black and Hispanic families who have a median income of under seventy five thousand reported that they are 20 to 30% less likely to have access to a bank for personal loans. And about 17% of black and 14% of Latin households are, uh, uh, are out of banks altogether compared to 3% of white households. And as a result, many of these consumers use personal loans from a FinTech company to manage an important expense and build their credit. They just don't have access. You know, they're just being shut out of this completely. Yeah, it's sad because the uh, they get the payday loans, very high uh, rates, and uh, it's something that uh, I know this station has uh, Dave Ramsey on, and he, he talks about that a lot. It's it's amazing how if you do the right thing, like the Wright brothers were self-financed, and they changed the world. Yeah, without a government program. Without a government program. And so people could still do it. Uh, Bezos was self-financed, you know, but now people... They look at success and they want to take that success away through higher taxes and through really, I mean, our cost of aviation fuel is up 30%. What are you paying now for Avgas? Yeah, anywhere from 6 to $8. Oh, dear and, God. And, and a year ago, under Trump, it was half that, $4. Yeah. This bill, this finance bill right now is racist at the very least. And the demographics of the people these Democrats say they want to help are the very ones this bill hurts the most. You yeah, know, it's and, and our veterans, our young enlisted men, you know, God, I'd love to see them get paid minimum wage. Right. For the hours they're put in, they're not getting it now. Right. It's uh, I, I remember as a young fighter pilot, uh, you, you go to your first squadron and it's a 12-hour day, five days a week, and then a six-hour day on the, on the sixth day of the week. Uh, when people are in the military, they have to serve as much as necessary for the threat and the mission. And we do. We do so willingly and gladly. But uh, definitely some long days in there. Yeah, and i got to tell you, you brought up Dave Ramsey. Um, as you know, I manage money. I help people 
get out of debt. I work with Dave Ramsey and his Smart Vester program. I have a jar of cut-up credit cards on my desk at work. Excellent. And, <clears throat> excuse me, the credit card companies hate me yeah. because I help these people get out of debt. And when they're done, they call up the credit card company and they say, hey, I need to cancel my card. And they say, well, but if you do that, you won't be able to charge anymore. Well, that's the whole idea. Right. And don't have a card for little airline points or something like that. That's no. silly. Pay cash. Yeah. You know, my job is to put the credit card companies out of business from the point of uh, preying on these young college kids, these veterans, these, uh, you know, enlisted people that just don't have any money to do anything else. I want to teach them how to get out of debt, stay out of debt, build wealth, retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Eb, we and, really appreciate that. And, and I hope all your listeners know that you are a Marine and Marines are always faithful, you know, to their, their own people and to our, this country. And uh, debt is a crushing thing. A debt, debt is evil. It's evil. Yeah, debt is evil. If, if you're in debt, they own you. Right. You don't own you. Right. It, it's absolutely terrible. So uh, shameless self-promotion. If you're interested in learning how to do this, Call me at 777-1911. That's 777-1911. Hey, Robin, thanks for joining us today. We've got 27 seconds left. We look forward to uh, having you join us next week when we're going to hear from former ambassador and former governor Jim Gilmore. For Inside Track, this is Eb Wilkinson. And Robin Stoddard with Right Flight. Go flying. Thanks for joining us. Wishing you all a very pleasant afternoon. Customers come first at Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus. A lot of the, the cities and the counties around have initiatives for artists. I think we're one of the premier artist suppliers for steel. First Saturday of every month, you can come down early and actually go through the scrapyard across the street. It's seven acres of metal. You can walk through with our people and pick out what you want. It's always interesting to see what the artists have done. We've done uh, actually a couple projects with the U of A engineering department and music department where the engineering music students came down together. They had to pick something out of the scrap and uh, they had to build an instrument. And we have one of those in front of the plant. Some really cool things come out of the scrap. Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus. Call 209-1579. Stop by the yard. 701 East 36th Street, open Monday through Saturday. I'm Eb Wilkinson with Imus Wilkinson Investment Management. I don't ever want you to be dependent on government ever again. I want you to become financially independent. You will never, ever have to depend on socialist security for your survival. We are here to guide you to financial independence. That's imuswilkinson.com, 777-1911. That's 777-1911.